Hey, y'all, if you're enjoying this podcast, take two seconds, send it to five friends. Um, Some of the top episodes would be the self-confidence, masculinity, and the Byron Rogers podcast if you want to send uh, some of the top ones to them. Otherwise, just take 30 seconds and review it on whatever podcast uh, application you use, whether it be Spotify, YouTube, Google, iTunes, Amazon, any of them. Thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws, well, they both look pretty badass and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge when you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees look at assaultlimited.com also sponsoring today's podcast is urban savage urbnsvg.com the best quality apparel available american made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best kit secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3EQUIP.com. A3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion, a lip balm, a hair conditioner, honestly, anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3equip.com all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about talking about talking about get squared away spiritual get squared away emotional get squared away mental get squared away physical the podcast that'll help you get squared away wow it is 90 fucking two degrees outside in wisconsin today yeah it is a toasty one were you working on your garage or your basement what did you work out when you worked out did you work out at the gym or did you work out here Oh, I had to go to the gym. Oh, you didn't? Okay. I need to do a shoulder, so I need the rear delt machine. Oh, okay. You didn't work out here. No, why? I don't know. I was just thinking how, how freaking hot it would be in your garage. Oh, everything's moved down to basement now, so it's like an, an igloo down there. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. So I was a little cold, so I went out to get the mail uh, today just to warm up, and then I realized uh, I thought it was in like a rainforest somewhere. Yeah, dude. It's muggy. It is thick. I had to clean the pool this afternoon, so that was enjoyable. In the pool this afternoon yeah i got to hang out in the pool and clean it out oh is it blue it's blue it's not green anymore it's blue what's the it's uh, not water? quite it's not quite clear it's slightly cloudy oh so got a, a few more things to tweak when i say pool as you've listened on previous podcasts <laughs> this is an above ground like pool. Talking about i pools. ain't no rich fool this is an above ground pool nothing crazy what's the uh, water temp uh i don't know it was fine my, was fine. my balls swallowed up into my throat a little bit when I got down in the water, but then once I got used to it, it was fine. Not that fine 58 San Diego water? Yeah, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. Dude, I heard one of the funniest things this week. You're going to love this. Listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't even remember which podcast it is, but he's talking about when he, he, was, he was at his Boston show, and he did his Boston uh, recording show, and towards the end of the show, there's this woman that's just like yelling, and she's yelling at this other man, like not at Joe, but at another man in the crowd. And Joe's like trying to ignore it and he's trying to ignore it. And then all of a sudden he just stops. He's like, what is the problem? And he looks and it's this, you know, blue haired hipster woman yelling at this other man that he's racist. And comedians are so quick and so funny. Rogan looks at her and goes, ma'am, 
Normally, I would believe you, but the color of your hair has me assuming that you're maybe a little bit more susceptible to outrage than the average person. <laughs> no. Yeah. He did? Yeah. Ooh, what was the response? Oh, I have no idea, but I, dude, I heard that. I had to pause the podcast. I was laughing <laughs> so hard. Oh, wow. You see a lot of that, though, don't you? Oh, I just told you. I came from my kid's school today. There's blue-haired blue haired dad moms that are walking in the school with their kids it's it's an interesting time man i looked i i walked in i walked in here and i'm just like man man we're screwed because like i i was i left my kid's school there was some interesting stuff going on there and then i'm on my way here i pull into your neighborhood and there's like 12 year old girls at the top of the road in bikinis like out like posing for pictures and then i get down to the bottom of the road and there's a girl riding by on her bike legitimately on her phone like Texting both hands, staring at her phone, texting. I she you if she oh. I'm surprised she didn't just run into a car. Just oh, blatantly she, run into a car. She's riding with all hands. That's yeah. kind of cool. You can't do that? No, I can do that. It was like oh. the coolest thing. But yeah. you know, I didn't know Asian, gal, I didn't know Asians could do that. I never texted while I was, you know, riding. I mean, that's like chewing a Yeah, I definitely would cr- I would crash for sure. I don't think I could just stare at my phone and ride. Yeah. I mean, literally, when we used to do the uh, no handlebars. Yeah. I mean, we're cranking on it, but our hands are helping yeah. balance us. But yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I'll have to check which neighbor that was. Yeah. I don't know who it was, but it was, I'm just, I just walked in your house. I'm like, <laughs> what, what's going on today? I have no idea. That's all right. Well, this warm weather is going to go away pretty soon. So I know we got like one or two more days of it. Yeah. What's going so, on in Ukraine? I haven't seen any updates. Have you seen any updates? Uh, we I just got signed nothing. a $40 billion. Uh, package to send over there okay and uh you can tell it's hot because my dog's in here yeah right and here I'll, I'll make a little pause quick okay we're, we're back recording again all we're right gonna, exit the dog yep put the panter away i'm the only <laughs> i'm the only one that gets to pant on this podcast <laughs> oh so we're talking about ukraine ukraine yeah we just signed uh 40 billion dollars over there for what how, I mean, we're just giving it out, like handing money on the corner, like ATMs, just spitting shit out or what? What are uh, they doing? Well, you know, it's just aid that they need on top of the uh, cryptocurrency and whatever else that he's asking for. So I just figured in my head, it's probably, you know, $40 billion worth of, quote, weapons. And then, you know, by the time they abandon them, then Russia will take over and have some new technology. Oh, that'll be cool. But I'm guessing that most of it isn't even going to make it over there. And uh, I know the uh, Dems are trying to uh, push some COVID legis- COVID funding um, into that package, and then Republicans had stopped that one. So, what do you mean? What do you mean COVID? Fu- we need more funding. More the one trillion dollars that we already got wasn't enough. Don't you know how that works? Yeah, I know. Big it's, big it's, government gets know, bigger. Big government gets bigger. They want funding? Whenever they want funding, they you know somehow they have twenty pages of legislation. Turns into two thousand immediately because all that stuff is on deck. Yeah, it's that hilarious. Wanting to fund the f- trying to read a two thousand page bill before you would have to vote on it is like astronomically impossible. Yeah, they're just Can you squeezing imagine? it in, and and not even reading like it's not like you're reading a book that's enjoyable. It's like legal speak. Yeah, so you're like reading it and you're like, wait, what is this? And you got to like research every addendum or whatever. I don't even know how shit's written, but it's just so insane. Yeah, it's uh, country's broken. They're literally they're looting the tax dollars right now so well that's i mean part of that is the reason that your dollar is no longer really worth what it was used to be worth yeah you know my we, me and my wife were talking about inflation yesterday she's like so how does this inflation like work i'm like well you know the thing is is like you are you're gonna get more money for anything that you sell you should be getting paid more for anything that you do but everything's gonna cost even more to buy so it's really just the same amount of 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 labor going in and getting less back you know and hopefully you make more money if you don't even make more money then you're going double backwards yeah you know if you make the same amount of money that you did this year or last year this year you legitimately took a seven seven to ten percent pay cut yeah or if you're somebody that took a pay cut this year then you're going to take a double pay cut yeah but they're saying everybody got increases whopping five percent right yeah i don't know who those people are (laughs) <laughs> that's what they keep preaching it's like last night uh well it's either this is all the stuff that they apparently did or it's somebody else's fault so last night everything that's going wrong and what has gone from russia to now it's the ultra mega cult people 
What? What? Who said that? You're your favorite president. The ultra mega, ultra mega, yeah, ultra me- mega. So apparently they they must have had him so jacked up that he was you know back on stage like yelling again. Was he? Yeah. Why don't then, I ever see any of this? I'm so mad. I don't know. It's he's uh, like your crazy grandpa who you uh, want to just take out to dinner just to see him yell at some kid. Yeah. So he was obviously they had him you know basically hyped up on drugs and and he was just yelling and pretty much you know. And within the same speech, he's they got him to admit that, you know, yeah, we, we have full power. We have all three branches. No, they, and technically they don't have all three branches. I mean, no. they have the White House, the yeah. executive, yeah. and then they have the legislative, yeah. you know. But, you know, he admits that, oh, we're in full power. We have all, all three branches, according to what he said, unless I completely missed three to two. And right after that, then he's uh, he got questioned about, you know, inflation and everything that's going wrong in the country. And then he blames it on, you know, the you know evil MAGA people. So how does that how, where is the, even the logic there? You know, you know how like is there any logic to any? No, that's a good this point. Day one. That's a good point. So here's my thought. And this should go for both sides. This should go for everybody. Right. After any sort of public appearance of anyone that's in power over 55 it should be like after a racehorse wins a race or after a fighter wins a fight, instant blood test. <laughs> I want instant blood test and I want public records of what was in his system during that. That would apply to this guy, but what about folks like Pelosi? I want all of them. You know, I want all of them to get tested. Yeah, I, I, I want blood tests. I don't know if they're hyping up Pelosi. I think she's just, you know, completely just. I still want rocker. blood tests. I want to know what she's on. <laughs> I just want to know what her uh, you portfolio is. You got to take a piss is. test to get a job. I want to know what her portfolio is without having to pay for it. Because you can download the app, but you got to pay to see her portfolio. Yeah, and there's that's not like real time. That's too far behind. Yeah. You're not going to hit the gains anyways. You're yeah. going to be you're going to be behind on all of her purchases. <laughs> that's right. So, but you know what she said last week, or not? It was less than a few days ago when they were uh, when Roe versus Wade is about to turn over. Well, then uh, it's a federal offense to go to these uh, justices' homes and protest to try to coerce them to change their decision, right? And basically, Pelosi encourages these folks to go and protest at these uh, justices' houses, and, and there's no fallout from it. Absolutely nothing. So Completely for, illegal. First, I want piss tests. Piss tests and blood tests. Like, you got to get to it for a job. You're going to drive a forklift? You got to have a blood test. You're going to run the country? Motherfucker, you're going to have a blood test. Blood nah. test. I want more than blood <laughs> test. I want I want hair follicle tests, right? Yeah, I, I don't know what you're gonna get from her, but well, any of them. They're all nuts. They're all. I on, think you got to take an IQ test. They're all on baby's blood. They're just snorting baby's blood, you dried baby's, baby's blood. blood. Um, but second of all, all right. So this whole abortion thing, man. This is a, this is a weird thing because it's like we argue all these topics like it's a fucking big black and white issue. Right. Like it's a right left issue. It's a liberal conservative issue. It's a it's a black and white. That is the farthest from black and white is that issue because it is not the same thing two weeks into a pregnancy as it is seven months into a pregnancy. It is not the same thing if you're raped by your uncle and as versus just getting impregnated as, as a, you know, 20 year old hoe. It is not the same thing. Right. Like it, there's this is so many different areas. This is so many gray areas. That I feel like there is a there is a million different things that need to be figured out, not just like, well, is it legal or is it isn't it legal? Yeah, I, I mean, to me, it's you know what, it's it's not a federal issue because it's not constitutional. So I see what they're doing with bringing the power back to the states, and that should be what it is. And that's what they're doing. They're just bringing the power back to the states. It's it no is. longer federal. Yeah. Yeah, it's because it's it's not constitutional. So basically, Roe versus Wade made the you know abortion legal as far as the Constitution is concerned, which has nothing to do with. So all this does is it pushes the power back to the states, kind of like uh, marijuana, right? Yeah. So you can't, you legally can't, or it's not legally. How, what's the word? Decriminalize? Um, no, what are you talking about? But you you can't mandate that on a federal level. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not, there's the Constitution doesn't dictate that. So, yeah. and it's not really for the government to say. No. 
So leave it down to the state and local levels. And that's what they're doing with abortion. Yeah. So if you're a Minnesota hoe and you want to go to Wisconsin and get an abortion, you're a Minnesota hoe and you go to Wisconsin and get an abortion. But it's just this stuff is just one thing after another that they're just pulling out because, you know, they're going to tank this fall unless they start hyping people up emotionally. So this is a purely divided subject, right? So, so there, but you think that, that the Supreme court brought this up to what, what, how did they, you don't, you don't like take on Roe versus Wade 40, 50 years later. Was there no. a new, was there a new, I think it's always been court there case I think that they're taking on. Yeah. I think it's always been there. And then as they got the, uh, um, the last two justices that, uh, you know, Trump brought in. Um, that's it's always been on the table, and it's probably one of those where they're like, say, okay, Article fifteen, whatever, thirty-five. Um, we're looking at this. This is Roe versus Wade, and then um, I would say that the two justices are brought in, along with the you know the other probably conservative-minded folks, were basically saying, well, this should really, this isn't really something that we need to dictate at a you know. A federal level so we should really bring this back to you know the state and local level and that's all it is but somebody leaked it out because oh, yeah they, one of the other obviously one strategically of the, one of the, yeah, leaked out. super strategical with the yeah. with the leaking yeah because they're you know working the supreme court that probably there's 50 60 items that are that have been on the table for years so and it just depends who you get in there and who starts the conversation and what direction they want to push it. I don't think it's something that was just going to be like, you know, uh, November 2022, everything gets turned over. I think it's just something that they're they're deliberating on. So it's that's their job. So they're just deliberating on it. It's not even like. No, it's not like they're making a decision like on, you know, June 1st and boom, this is what's going to happen. So it's probably one of the items. But now that it's been brought to the forefront, well, now they're going to have to move on it. Right. Like I, I. and we're like we're there's only like three countries in the world that allow like unscrupulous abortion apparently i think i saw that last week oh i think i saw something floater but yeah right I didn't, I didn't read and it. I, I also did not fact check that so don't don't right. don't <laughs> take that for by. a grain of salt yeah I, I scrolled by it for two seconds well yeah i don't know i just i'm very much on the on the playing field of i mean i agree it it is a it is a state issue but I'm very much on the playing field of like, it's going to be very situational. And I think that there's a gray area. It's, it's a very gray area topic. And I think that there is, you know, um, maybe for, and this, I've thought about this a lot and I, and this has not really worked through, but maybe like, you know, first trimester, um, or first two months or whatever, it's like, whatever you can do what you want. Um, second trimester, you have to go through like so many counseling sessions, at the hospital before you get to like choose to have an abortion so that you know what the other options are, you know, and, and then like third trimester when that thing could actually come out and could be a like real human, like that's, then it's illegal or something, right? Like there's a leveled system or, or a step system where it's not just like, Oh yeah, go in and get your McDonald's happy meal and an abortion. Yeah. I mean, my view is that, you know, before we get into all these arguments and all these people posting hate crap and people throwing firebombs through, you know, pro-life centers, my view is that why don't we look at the numbers? So, you know, how much, what is the number for abortions due to rape or, you know, from incest or, you know, all of the reasoning that they're making their argument based on? What is the percentage? Is it 1%, 2%, 15%, 20%? I don't know. Look at the numbers first and how many are abortion, you know, cases that basically were just done because people just didn't want to, you know, have birth control. I don't know. I guess I I need the data to be able to say, okay, well, let's sit down and how how far, how far do we really need to legislate this? And then, um, you know, because to me, it's like, okay, well, now the second argument is, okay, well, when is a life a life? Mm hmm. So if you're harvesting organs from, you know, you know, quote what people, everybody's terming as a fetus, then is that considered life? My opinion on that is when it could survive outside of a body. 
when it doesn't need to be inside the mom to survive. So like we take. So if it's like nine months. Well, no, no. The babies, babies aren't even babies are full term before nine months. Well, if it's seven months. So what if this, it's nine months and it has problems and needs to go in an incubator. So this is oh shut up you're being <laughs> you're being stupid and talking about single cases. That's what I'm talking about. No, yeah. I think this whole abortion argument is just like that. yeah, but no. So my thought is is like we take you know an average term of babies that have lived pri- prior to their due date, right? So like there's babies that come out in five months that live, and there's babies that come out in seven months and don't live. So we like average that out and it averages out at like 6.25 months. And that's where our cutoff is. 6.25 months on on, it's a life. Previous to that, it's a pile of cells. I didn't think this through very well, but that's where I stand currently. <laughs> well, I'm on the side that, you know, a life is a life, but. I know you are. But to me, it's. You know, I've only known three people that have had abortions. I also read Freakonomics. Did you read Freakonomics? Uh, As the I, abortion rate goes up, the crime rate goes down. <laughs> For real. Correlation based on what? Uh, correlation based on people having kids that don't want kids. And when that goes down, the amount of kids that are coming out of moms that have zero fucking interest in raising their kids. As that number goes down, the crime rate goes down. Okay, so what's the root problem there? Is it people having kids that don't fucking want kids? That's why they get abortions because they shouldn't be raising fucking kids. So if we back that up a little bit, how far? Well, what's the root problem there? What? What's the root problem there? Yeah, I don't know. Sticking their Jimmy in vaginas <laughs> that are not controlled by birth control. <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah, but it, this isn't a. So what do you do there? You sterilize them after one. We saw what happened in Yellowstone. That doesn't work. Uh, Beth is a psycho. I don't know what you're talking My about. My Yellowstone listeners will know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know what you're Beth talking about. from Yellowstone, badass bitch. She was pregnant at like 13 and her brother took her to get an abortion, but her dad was super well known. So he had to take her to the res to get an abortion on the res. Well, when you get an abortion on the res, you get sterilized. One abortion, sterilization. And she's a bad bitch the rest of her life because she fucking hates everybody because of it. You got to watch Yellowstone. You're so far behind. (laughs) Don't know what furries are. Don't know about butt plug tails. Don't know about Yellowstone. Oh, man. I don't. I live a sheltered life or I just I'm on a different path. You are. You are. You are on a different path is probably is probably the right example. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's something we got to look at the data versus, you know, we, we could be arguing, you know, minute points. So I'm right. What is What is the, is it a Musashi quote? No, it's not a Musashi quote. The line between good and evil goes between the center of us all. You ever heard that quote? I don't know. It's probably some Asian dude. It ain't fuck. Asians only go, Ching Chong, math is good. <laughs> no, it's probably a white Everybody's Irish. quoting Asian It's dude. probably a white Irish dude. Oh. Irish Viking motherfucker. That's probably who said it. No, I don't know who said it, but it was, yeah. But the idea is that good and bad does not reside outside of people. The line of good and bad is inside each person. There's bad inside each person and good inside each person, right? So, like, all the good has been talking from my end so far. And you know what the bad says? We got too many fucking people on this earth anyways and too many people having kids that shouldn't have babies. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Bill Gates going for I dinner last night or Yeah, what? me and Bill Gates. And then I'm going to push pregnant women downstairs. <laughs> no, I just, yeah, it's, it's awful, a weird man. situation. It is. But like I said, I, I think if people can get to the table and, you know, I just really totally look alienated the, the 75% of our listeners. They're going to be like, that dude's an asshole. <laughs> Part of my job here is to be able to argue other sides. And sometimes you got to take a devil's advocate approach. Or and, some, I some, say or some some sh- and I say some shit I don't necessarily <laughs> agree with sometimes, so don't hold it against me. Or to me, with, with all these gray areas, you have to find a point where you can come to the table and objectively look at the data. Yeah. And really decide, okay, is this truly a priority we need to, you know, escalate to 
throwing firebombs through people's homes. Oh, but it's an emotional trigger, and we are triggered. Yeah, I know. We are triggered today. They're getting played. Blue-haired mom dad that came to my my daughter's school today, he would definitely have been triggered. Wow. He's pro-life, I guarantee. (laughs) No. Yeah, I was being sarcastic. Actually, I said pro-life wrong. Generally, they're pro-choice. I meant pro-choice. That's what I meant. (laughs) Damn it. That's what I meant. I'm totally getting at that. That's Blue all right. Woman. All right, let's start this podcast, man. We, yeah, we go, go down these let's tangents. Let's go back to the Chinese quotes. Okay? okay, Chinese quotes. So there's so many good Chinese quotes out Me there. Miyamoto Masashi is not Chinese; he's Japanese. Sorry. Okay, Asian. What? Oh, now we're gonna totally take. Now we're gonna, we're gonna take Asians, one right? tiny. We're gonna take one landmass. We're gonna go. Right. No, really, what I mean is this entire half of the world. <laughs> That's what I mean. All right. You get, I, this is my half of the world. You get your half. This is my half. All right, let's talk the Asians because I want to ask a white person, okay. yourself, yeah, a white person. Oh God, here we go. And if if you are a perpetrator, also is is do you why do a lot of white people have Chinese or Japanese writing tattoos? I have no Chinese or Japanese writing tattoos, but I do see a lot of that. It's artistic. It's it's like graffiti. It's artistic we more call than it is writing graffiti. What? It's artistic. Graffiti is artistic. Graffiti is artistic as fuck. Like you see graffiti, graffiti writing guys that do graffiti mm-hmm. writing. Well, it's gorgeous. It's amazing. It's, it draws your eye. It's like painting a picture. And that's what, that's what a lot of Asian language looks like. Right. What I think is like, man, you better be really sure that you know what that says <laughs> because you get one of those little tails going the wrong way. And all of a sudden that word means something <laughs> totally different. People look at you and laugh. Yeah. Okay. We're multicultural, bro. All right. Just asking. I, I just didn't know if there's so much Asian love out there. Yeah. I see a lot of that, especially now with the weather warmer. I'm like, wow. It's what a if lot you of went people. into a tattoo artist and you're like, I want to get Asians suck written in Chinese letters? <laughs> <laughs> He's probably not going to know. He wouldn't know how to do it. Yeah. No. You'd have to bring it to him. You'd have to type it out with your keyboard and then do Google Translate and yeah. then print it out and bring it in. Be like, here tattoo this on me oh you could do it yeah you could do google translate i just figured out the other day my brother has your name tattooed on his ass what yes what to win drinks at the bar yeah yeah, shortly after turning 18 he got your name tattooed on his ass so that he could say that he has your name tattooed on his butt and bet you a beer and you'd have to buy him a beer y-o-u-r yes n-a-m-a yes are you serious (laughs) yes Oh, man. Although it's spelled N-A-M-E. I mean, they might spell it different in China. You spelled it wrong. What? <laughs> I spelled it wrong? Yeah. I don't know. You might have just said it funny. N-A-M-E. Oh, yeah. You said it right. Your name? I know. Dang, man. So All right. Yeah. All right. Anyways, podcast. All right. So 25 minutes in, we're finally going to get to the topic. It's kind of how these have been rolling lately. Um. So this week's podcast, my idea here, right, is our goals for every one of these podcasts, other than our shit talk for the first 20 minutes, <laughs> the, the the meat of our podcasts, the goals are to plant little seeds and to plant seeds that someday will grow. And what made me think of this planting seeds situation, other than our talk, the last podcast or two podcasts ago, is I finished your uh, Tony Dungy book. Oh, you did? Quiet Strength. Great book. I was in tears. Like trying to work while my I'm fucking tears coming down my face when he's talking about his son who yeah. committed suicide. And I'm like, I'm people are trying to talk to me at work and I'm like crying at work. It's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. I'm a baby when it comes like books. And it's funny because that that got me because, you know, kids like that gets me with kids. Yeah. But the biggest thing that gets me and it's so hilarious is like when people are um, achieving their dreams. Like that gets me movies, documentaries, books, everything. When people are like really achieving greatness and achieving their dreams that they've been put invested in their entire life into yeah. it tingles in my skin and I get watery wow. eyes. And anyways, so Tony talks about um, early on in his, in his professional coaching career, he had a player who missed a, a four, fourth grade classroom um, appearance and he missed it twice. And Tony, like, that next Monday after this guy missed this class thing, he's like, we're not even going to talk about football today. We're going to talk about what you guys are doing with your lives outside of football. 
you know, and he like he it 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 killed him that this guy missed because you man these are fourth graders and the teacher told him that this professional football player was coming and then he missed it and then she made an excuse for him and then he missed it again, right? And so he gave him all the you know basically the man speech and the responsibility speech and 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 he planted that seed and then like ten years later. After he had already been to two different teams and he won the Super Bowl, he's on vacation in Italy. And this, I think it's Rashad Evans, maybe. No, Rashad Evans is a fighter. Rashad somebody. Anyways, he sees him and he's like, coach. And he comes over and he like, he tells him that like that day and that speech that you instilled into us, like that made me a better person. And that's why my relationship with my wife is so good. And why my relationship with my kids are so good. And that was 10 years later. So Tony planted that little seed. And like, that's what we're doing with these podcasts is we're planting these little amazing seeds that someday, man, it might be, you might listen to the podcast about, you know, getting your shit together and getting your diet on point. And you might not think about that for five months, but then five months, something happens. You go to put on some pants and they're too fucking tight. And you're like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm changing my life. And then you think about that podcast and you think about the stuff that we talked about. And that seed was planted five months ago, but then it's, it breaks through the surface and it starts to grow. And that's what we do with these podcasts. So with this podcast, I wanted to just break down like the most simplistic, basic points of building a business because so many people out there are doing a job that they hate and they have an idea or they have a product or they just want to work for themselves so that they can work from four in the morning till two in the afternoon and spend the rest of their day with their kids or they can work their ass off five months a year or whatever, right? Like everybody's got their own reasons. But like so many people want that and they don't necessarily know how to do it. So this is my thought is just to do like the basics of building a business. Because you and I have both done it. You know, we've, I've, yeah. I'm working on one right now and my brother's like, was that hard? I was like, I've done this shit so many times. No, it's like, it's completely fine. It's easy. Like it just takes time and you know, you'll start to work on a website and you won't think of anything. And then four days later, you're like, oh yeah, I need this and this and this. Right. But anyways, so the first thing is you gotta, you gotta have a product and it could be a product that you're going to sell, or it could be, you are the product as a service, right? So you could be, you know, you could be cutting trees in residential areas, right? Like these trees out here, you wanted to get that tree taken down. It's so close to the house. That might be 2,500 bucks. So if it's 2,500 bucks, you got to pay a guy, what? Probably 150 bucks for the day to help you. And you got to pay maybe 250 bucks worth of equipment rental. So you're at $750 worth of cost for $2,500, right? You made 1750 that day, right? I mean, so simple and that's a service. Or it could be like that's a hell of a markup. Uh, yeah, when and that's what service is, right? Like there's your your markup on service is um, really unlimited because it's really only the value of your skill that you are inputting. Right. Hopefully, if you're cutting trees this close to your house, like you got some skill. But or maybe it's a product, right? Like I'm looking around trying to think of a product. This this hmm. Is this hmm? Hmm, kombucha. Hum. Hmm, hmm. Probiotic kombucha. I'm like, man, all right, this tastes good. This is already a product clearly, right? But what if we made this with vodka in it, like a seltzer, right? Like a kombucha seltzer, a kombucha vodka seltzer. Oh. So we're going to make, we're going to, we're going to make a product. Truly, huh? We're, we're going to make a product. Kombucha, kombucha vodka seltzer. No, not truly. Truly's malt seltzers. Malt seltzers suck. Vodka seltzers know. rock. Hmm. <clears throat> I don't so much seltzer, better. so I don't know. Well, I do because I'm a bitch. Um, <laughs> so we're going to make a product, right? So and that's not really a very good product. Let's think of a, an industry that we know better. I mean, I know that industry, but I don't know the legalities of making alcohol products because I don't have never done that. But oh, let's just say a widget. Yeah, a widget. A pen. A pen. Okay, so we're going to make Jordan the, Belfort pen. We're going to take we're going to take the Jordan Belfort pen and we're going to improve on it, right? So that's going to be our product. First, we got to come up with the idea. So like how, how, why is anybody going to want our pen? Right? Because it, it, you, you got to have a reason somebody's going to want it. Yeah. Is it just going to be because Martin, Martin from the pod, from the squared away podcast, it's his branded pen. Oh, Cause it got a light on this. Pen. Oh shit. All right. It's a light up pen and looks sexy. 
And it Bluetooths, right? You, all right, it's a light-up oh. pen, and it Bluetooths to your phone. Whatever you write down, it saves as notes. Yep. It's okay. got a little rubber dinghy on the end of it. Done. Okay, so it Bluetooths to your phone. You write it down on paper, and it saves to your notes file on your on your thing. All right, so we've created this product, okay? Yeah. Um. So on designing the product, you ever read Seth Godin's Purple Cow? Uh, Yeah, I know. We talked about it a few times, Have too. We? So Okay, so the idea of Seth Godin's Purple Cow is, and this, this works with the product, it doesn't work as well with the service, but it works definitely works with the product. If you spend enough time on your product design, the amazingness of your product, you are going to save yourself hours and days and months and years and thousands and hundreds of thousands of, hundreds of, thousands of dollars in marketing because that product is going to market itself. Yeah. So if you spend the time, on making a product that's so awesome, right? And the idea of the purple cow is like you get off the plane, you're in Ireland and there's all these big, gorgeous, green, grassy fields and there's cows everywhere and you're like, ooh, cows. And then by like the hundredth cow, you're like, oh, fucking cows. But then a big purple cow is in the middle of the field. You're like, whoa. And that's what our pen is. Our pen is a big purple cow, right? Yeah. Like that's a, that's a, it's a disrupting technology in a pen that has some red on it and the light. So spending enough time on your product or enough time on your service, you know, you are the guy, um, you are the guy that has the most beautiful detailing business and the work that you do is so amazing that when these guys take their cars to car shows, everybody goes, who did your detailing? Like I could eat off of the inside of your wheel wells, right? Like you Oh yeah, it's it's so and so, you know, Jimmy's detailing. That word yeah. spreads because you have mastered your craft. Yeah. I mean your brand is important. You're, you you are your brand. You for service. are creating your brand. Yeah. This is the first part of creating your brand. Yep. So if you spend enough time on that, you save yourself later for marketing. Pricing. So now we have our pen, right? Where are we going to price this pen? Because you could always race to the bottom. Right. That's what a lot of companies do. The problem there is if you go out and you launch this pen at $19.99, you are never going to sell that pen for $100. Yeah. You have locked yourself in to $19, maybe $14.99 at the most $29.99. Yeah. You're locked. So even sh- shirts, you want to create a shirt brand? Make the shirts so amazing. Put them on so many awesome people that people want them and they will buy them. Case in point, Affliction t-shirts. Do you remember how much Affliction t-shirts used to cost? I don't know. Those I always thought those were kind of... Dude, they're super douchey, but those shirts were like $75. Are you serious? Yes. Back then? Yes. Yeesh. And they Probably sold. for all the glitter they put They on. were everywhere. I'm not going to lie. I had a few Affliction t-shirts. My my thing is, is I have this, I have this thing with fashion, right? If I am wearing something and I see an overweight 50-year-old man with the same thing on, I'm done. It's, it's going away. It's all either going in the garbage <laughs> or it's getting donated to St. Vinny's. I'm out. Oh, you just don't want to be that guy. No. <laughs> so, like, I will early adopt something, and if it takes off and blows up, I'm out. I tap out. Like, all right. Yeah. That's that's too cool for me. I'm not that cool. Wow. I'm not 50-year-old ball man cool. Wow. But anyway, so case in point, T-shirts, Affliction, $75. If they would have sold those shirts for $19.99 coming out, guess what? It would have been in Kohl's. Right. You never would have, they never would have sold those shirts for what they ended up selling yeah. them for. But you got to make sure that that quality is there. 100%. So you're like buying try. shorts. I mean, I had to buy some shorts this week. And yeah, what kind of shorts did you buy? Uh, one company I like is uh, is 10,000. Okay. So I bought those aren't 10, the ones I'm talking about. Oh, well. <laughs> three years ago, I brought, okay, this is a, this is a full story of, you know, so as an ops guy, right? Okay. So three years ago, I'm like, I want a pair of shorts. I want it. I have criteria that I want. It's got to be 
durable. I got to be able to wear it to work out and I got to be able to beat on it, do everything I can without one, the stitching coming out. Sounds like my wife. Because in the military, everything's double stitch. So Come on, nothing. What? Nothing. What do you mean nothing? Durable. You can beat on it. I said yeah. it sounds like my wife. It was a <laughs> joke. It's like, why'd you inject <laughs> it? He just was coasted right past my joke. I thought it was like, wow, she's pretty, you know, curious about her purchases too, I guess, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, uh, sorry. Everything's double stitched in the military. Yeah. So, you know, to me, it's like, I don't like stitching coming out. Yep. And I don't, I, the thing I hate the most is when the crotch rips out. Because I have that problem with my jeans all the time. So shorts, don't want that to happen. So it's either crotch rips out or it starts and then all of a sudden half your ass is hanging out just by bending over. So so 10,000 was like, I made, I think three years ago I found them. So I bought like three pairs just because they're awesome. And now they're, you know, supplying, they have a military line too. Um, but I was like, this year I wanted to try something Something else because they're still tight on my thighs. The ten thousand I bought Rogue. Rogues are decent, but most of them are long, and I hate long ass shorts because sometimes you bend over, they hook on your kneecaps. No, you you hate long ass shorts because you got a quad teardrop. You got to show that teardrop above the knee. That's <laughs> you got when you're walking around. That's how you can know if people do legs if they got the teardrop. Oh, the teardrop. Yeah. Okay, you got a teardrop. Well, I like it because it's less restricting, and then you know I don't get that like uh, goofball yeah. farmer's tan. That you just can't have too short. Tan. You don't want your balls hanging out the the leg. I know. No, I don't get those onion skin shorts. Right, and not wear anything <laughs> under. So yeah. So getting to the story that you know about is this week. I was like, you know, there's a kid that on Sunday that asked me some advice on. I think I was doing traps or something, some trap exercises, and then uh. Uh, so I was like, oh, dude, what kind of shorts are those? Are they comfortable? And he's like, they're Lululemon. So I was like, I always stayed away from Lululemon because I always thought, well, they just make, you know, women's clothing. I didn't really realize they had a, a men's line. Oh, yeah. So so I went online and. Dude, uh, you fucked up. What? You're going to buy Lululemons. You got to at least go to the store and look at the girls that work at the Lululemon store. Why? Because they're they only hire like hot fitness lululemon wearing chicks oh really i don't even know uh where lululemon is hilldale oh there is yeah that's the only good reason <laughs> to buy lululemon is to go to the store well i went online and oh, then you know uh i got my discount and um bought a pair of shorts i came in they I'm have just, an I asian gotta, discount i gotta wash them <laughs> oh they they had my i don't know if it's on my govex or oh okay probably my aarp discount that oh, i get okay. now but uh i have like i don't know what Founders card, ARP. I got all these stupid discounts just for being Asian, maybe. Yeah, that's what it is. So like, I'm going to try it out and see. I haven't tried them on yet. It's kind of like special special class in kindergarten. They're like, he needs all these extra discounts. He's special. <laughs> Probably when I show up. So I'll report back on that. But it's just like, you know, hey. You have it, to have the quality that goes with yeah, the price. That's where this story was going. It's, it's a trusted brand. Yep. But the thing is, I look at the, the, I think the regular price online was like $72 for a pair of shorts. And to be honest, I paid, I think it was like $35 or $40 for the, you know, after shipping. Yeah. So I'll report back how that is. But well, and, and, so, and so that's the thing. This works with the service too, right? And it also, all, all you fools out there that are just buying random shit off Facebook ads, like, I can I can sell anything for a price once. I will sell something once. Like I will put an ad out there. I'll get the right people to wear it. I will I'll sell anything once to, you know, a population yeah. of people. You're that's not building a business. That's selling a shitty product. And I can sell a shitty product for way too much money, but that business is never going to build yeah. because no one that gets that product is going to be happy about it. No one is going to want to buy it again. No one is going to tell their friends about it other than look at this piece of shit pen I bought that doesn't even work, right? But if we have that pen and that is flawless technology, we're talking like Apple flawless technology, yeah. not like not like Android busted ass kind of works sometimes. We're talking like Apple legitimately only works all the time when you need it, not only always works every time when you need it, and you use that pen, right? And and I'm gonna uh, and, and I'm gonna write something. I'm gonna go, you know, I'm I'm going to hang out with a buddy, and he's like, hey, dude, uh, can we meet over here at 10 p.m. and then we got next Tuesday, we're gonna do jujitsu at five, and you're like, yeah, hold on, and I just write it, scratch it on a piece of paper, and then I crumple up the piece of paper and throw it away, and he's gonna be like, dude, what the fuck? 
and you're like, oh, sorry, this is this new pen, dude. Like I write it down and when I'm done, it saves to my phone in a note file. Like it, it's all I have to do. I don't even have to get my phone out. It just saves. He's going to be like, dude, get me one of those pens, right? Like the, that, that quality of that, like you were going to tell him, oh yeah, it works awesome. Every single time I've ever yeah. written anything, it saved it. So spend the time and then charge your damn price. Yeah. Set it high so that you're, you know, set yourself apart. Um, I have pricing psychology. There's some really nerdy pricing psychology. Like um, if you offer three price points, like 85% of people will always choose the middle price point. So like, I don't remember this case study exactly, but it was something like Cap Capital City Times. The Capital City Times had a newspaper option and a website only option and then a website and newspaper option, I think is how this worked. I'm going to bullshit my way through this because you're going to get the point no matter what, but there was three tiers. Nobody was buying the tier that they wanted, which was the newspaper and the website tier because they wanted, that's what they, that's what they wanted to sell. But everybody was either buying one or the other. They were never buying both because it was the highest price option. And people generally don't pick the highest price option. They added a third tier that was, you know, $4 more a month. That was website, newspaper, and then another thing. I don't remember what the other thing was, but just putting that third option in there brought that 80% into that middle tier to buy the newspaper and the website option. And like nobody bought that third option, but having that third option there brought everybody up to what they wanted to buy. Yeah. So, so study some pricing psychology. If you're, if, if it's applicable to your product with our pen, that doesn't really work other than what we could do is we could have just the pen, right? And maybe, maybe we're, maybe our pen costs $60 to produce and we really, you know, we can sell it for $79.99. That's not a very good markup, but we can package it with another thing that's dumb for $99.99. And that's where we get a ton more markup. But if we only have that as our package pricing, yeah, nobody's going to buy that. But if we put $129.99 on a pen, uh, whatever our second item is, and then, you know, support, people are going to, it's going to bring them up. Yeah. to the second option. So just studying some pricing psychology. And then the place is is the who. And so this is the the four piece of marketing marketing is your product, your price, your place and your promotion. But your place isn't really a place. Sometimes it's a place like right for Walgreens, they're always on a corner. McDonald's is a place, Starbucks is a place, but for most of these businesses we're talking about the place is really your your who. Who is your target market? And I take this idea from Tim Ferriss is there's the girl riding with the, with the phone riding by. Oh, she just put her hands on. She didn't have her hands on when she just came around the corner. Oh, that's, that's a neighbor girl. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Distracted <laughs> squirrel. Um, fuck. Where was I? Oh, um, your target market. Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss. So in the four hour work week, Tim talks about, taking your target market and going deep, right? Because there's 300 million people in the United States. If your target market is like males from 24 to 45, that's like, I don't know, 75 million people. How the fuck are you going to hit 75 million people? No, we need way tighter target market, right? So for our pen, we need to pick like a super, super tight target market. So like who would our target market be for that pen? Like, is there a specific small, small industry or a sp- specific, right? Like surfers, that wouldn't really work. What, what, what would it be like for that pen gamers? Probably talking executives, executives Would that pen work for executives. Oh yeah. So, so, you know, executives with incomes over a hundred and thousand dollars in top 10 U S cities, right? That's probably only 10,000 people. Maybe, yeah. maybe more, maybe more. Yeah. 20,000 people, whatever it is. It's a, it's a very tight, narrow market. Yeah. Now when we have to put a, put a marketing plan together to hit that market, I can put an ad and get that pen in front of those people 10 times for the same amount that it would take me to hit 
a hundred million people once, right? Yeah. Because we're so inundated with marketing that we're almost numb to it now. You no longer need to see something once or twice. You need to see something like eight or nine times before you're like, oh, I should buy that. Like you see it, you scroll by. You yeah. see it, you scroll by. You see it on the, on the bus on the side of the road. You see it, you go by. But then like you get it, you get a promo email and you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen that a few times. That must be, it must be picking up. Nobody might have bought one of these damn things, but your brain thinks like, oh, this is starting to pick up, right? So like we talked about the A3 lotion, like taking that target market and just going tight bodybuilders, right? Yeah. And then when we go tight to a target market like that, like bodybuilders, we can put that in front of those people because they all read the same magazine. They all follow the same Instagram pages. They all watch the same YouTube channels. We can put that in front of them 10, 10, 10 times for what it would take to put it in front of like, you know, 20 to 40 year old women. It's just too broad of a market. So like understand your target market. So like for our pen, our target market is going to be executives. Over $100,000, top 10 major U.S. cities. So then first we have to figure out what who those people are, right? We have to do some some research on who those people are. Yeah. So whatever your business is, if you're cutting down trees, right? We're going to this service. Well, like, who's going to be the most, who's going to be the people that need your services the most? 25, 30-year-old males that make $45,000, $50,000? No. Way less of them are going to need your service than elderly people and single moms that own homes, single dads that own homes, right? Like, yeah, understand who needs your service. Like, you need to think about these things. So, like, all right, if elderly people generally are going to need your services more, what type of things do elderly people do? What news do elderly people consume? Well, they probably watch the local news way more than people our age, right? Right. So we make an ad and we put it on the local news. Cable TV is getting cheap. Like it's not extremely expensive to advertise on local cable TV anymore. Yeah. Extremely expensive. Is that what I said? I mean, geotargeting right now is doing all that. So literally you could go to, uh, um, gosh, because I used to do it. Basically select a, a market in any area. You could do it nationwide. You could target, you know, a six mile area if you yep. wanted, or I just target one city and I want to go three miles outside of the city or five miles out of the city. And then I want that. I want everybody that's in a, um, uh, you know, married household that's making 150,000 plus. I mean, you can narrow it way down. And then uh, what we used to do is you take that list when it's all compiled. So let's say um, I got 10,000 people on that list. Then all of a sudden you start dialing in um, ads that if they click on it, then they'll take a quick survey, kind of like, you know, those irritating ones you get on YouTube where it asks you a survey, right? Well, every survey that it just, you know, a click, Hey, do you like, uh, do you like shorts? You know, what do you like in shorts? What color you like? So what you're talking about right now is a sales funnel. What's that? It's called a sales funnel. Yeah. It starts collecting your data Yep. and then it starts building basically the minute you respond basically puts you on a list. Yep. And it starts collecting your data, your behavior, and everything. And then all of that advertising that you're getting blasted with when you're opening up a, a web page or if you're, I don't know, if you're looking on in Facebook or whatever, all of a sudden you just start seeing everything is like, wow, did somebody listen to me, you know, you know, talking about buying shorts. Right. That's what happens is uh, it follows your behavior and your patterns and starts. We do have to step two foot back and make sure that we're using the right vehicle to hit our target market, right? Like those are, that's probably not going to be the right vehicle to hit our elderly people that need help with their trees. All right. Right. Like they're not probably on average surfing the internet that much, but maybe now, now they might be honestly, now they might be be. to this, to this, you know, 10 years ago, I think that that statement was true. Now I honestly, now that I sit and think about it, I think that I wouldn't be using Instagram, right? I wouldn't be advertising with Instagram, but Facebook, definitely. Yeah. News websites. Yeah. All right. So. Or digital ad marketing now that you got digital billboards or, you know, put a digital uh, billboard in inside a VFW uh, above a urinal. Yeah. 
I mean, there's there's so many avenues now that you can use that. Unfortunately, I mean, I, I got out of that business, but uh, direct mail is such a small percentage. Yeah. And it's expensive, yep. especially with postage. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, you could hit somebody. You have to hit somebody at least 10 to 11 times for them to, wow, you know, notice the product. So, so really just get creative with your, with your marketing, you know, like if we're going to use the pen, maybe we, maybe we partner with somebody like Tony Robbins, right? Like all those execs there, you know, at some point in time, they've listened to, talked about, seen a post from a Tony Robbins, right? So we get Tony on board. Tony loves the pen. Tony loves the idea. 10% share of the business and Tony, you know, Tony signs on as our spokesperson or whatever, Right, like Dang, it's like a Shark Tank. Yeah, get creative. Dude, that's what I'm fucking here for, bro. We're helping people, <laughs> um, and then and then capitalize. But we miss. We would be remiss if we didn't hit like the back the back end business admin stuff, um, which is going to give you like this is a little bit going to boring, but we only have eight minutes to do it anyway. So who cares? Um, how should you set up your business? Should you set it up as an LLC or a sole proprietor? Well, I everything I do, I set up as LLCs. What it means is limited liability corporation. What it does is it saves, if somebody gets that pen and that pen blows up in their hand, they cannot come after you personally. They cannot take your personal assets. Yeah. They can't take your house. They can't sue you personally. Um, There's some tax benefits. That would, get, that would take a whole. That would take a whole. I mean, you're. It's a lot easier to get the tax benefits through an LLC than it is through a sole proprietor. The other option there is a sole exactly, proprietor. Yeah. The, the sole proprietor, um, the money that you're spending on development, the money you're spending on marketing, your phones, your every your T-shirts, you know, everything that you're doing it's is harder to. It's harder to write off. Um, if you're a sole proprietor, you still can. It's just a little bit more difficult. Yeah, and then. We started this pen business together, so we would have a partnership LLC. So it's an LLC that is the LLC is actually owned by a partnership, and we have a partnership together, and we would both be managing members of the partnership. And so you file your LLC paperwork with the Fed, and that's who you get your EIN number with, and then you file your partnership paperwork with your state. And that you literally just have to file and pay your 150 bucks, usually 200 bucks, whatever it is. Um, and and all all they're saying is we recognize your LLC. Yep. Um, you yeah. don't have to have a partnership agreement, but you always should. Yeah, and if you want a, a reputable uh, a company or service that takes care of all that for you, reminds you every year to re up it and also to send your. You know, your report, which isn't really a report. It's just to verify, you know, that you're still in business in the same place. And to pay 20, 50, 20 bucks or 40 bucks or whatever it is every yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, for LLC, I don't know, roughly it's uh, for total, I think it's like 113 bucks a year. Is it even that much? So. Okay. I mean, I go through uh, Ink File. Oh, yeah. So I do my, I do everything myself. So it's not 113 bucks for me. It's like 40 bucks for me. Yeah. So, but you can pay for other companies to do that too. Yeah, it just reminds me every year that okay, hey, you got to re up it, and then. Uh, and when you yeah. file these things, they get posted, so unscrupulous businesses can come in and take this shit, and then they can advertise to you. Like I got a thing the other day that's like, there's only one more step to get your optional LLC certificate printed. Really? And it had nothing to do with my LLC. Oh. It was they had saw that I filed an LLC, and they sent me this. If I was. If I was just on a whim or I didn't read it quick enough, I would think that I needed to do this one last step, but it had nothing to do with the federal government. Well, it was just a business scam. I don't get that. Yeah. Because I'm Asian. Probably because you use Inkspot or whatever you said. (laughs) Inkfile. 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 Inkfile.com, folks. Um, Your EIN number that you get from the Fed, that's how you file your taxes. That's basically your, your business's social security number. Yep. Is the best way to think of what that is. Um. Then you're going to need a bank account. And I highly suggest some sort of accounting software. I used to use QuickBooks. I loved QuickBooks. QuickBooks was amazing. And now QuickBooks is a monthly fee, like everything else in the fucking world. And that's (laughs) fine. But I absolutely hate 
paying a subscription for something that I literally could have just bought. Right. Cause I used to buy QuickBooks. Yeah. You'd pay for it like every five years, you'd have to buy a new version. <laughs> and now it's like, oh no, I'm going to pay every month $20 a month. Yeah. But software companies realize that they couldn't sustain cash flow by just selling the product. So everybody's selling subscriptions now. Yeah. Because they got fat. They got fat <laughs> and they got lazy and they got way too much fucking overhead and they need to pay for corporate jets and fucking fat boy corporate executives yeah. and all this shit. Yep, trying to find a way to get steady cash flow. So, uh, oh, what is it? Wave? I think it's called Wave. Hold on, pause. I should have put this in my notes. Who Wave. who puts notes together and doesn't actually write down your application that you're using? Hold. Your accounting application? Yeah, Wave. Free. Wave, Wave is free QuickBooks, basically. Hmm. So where Wave where Wave gets their money is you can send invoices and people can pay those invoices with their credit cards mm -hmm. and then they charge you the credit card fee. So that's where Wave gets its money is through the, all the payment processing. Uh, so instead of paying you know three point two percent that you would normally pay on a credit card, you pay three point five, but you only pay when people pay with a credit card. Yeah. Otherwise, the Wave application is free. File your taxes with Wave. You can do everything with Wave. Yeah, there's a lot of different levels. I mean, you can uh, um, use a product or service like Wave. Um, you can actually uh, PayPal, uh, Square, and I think there's a couple other ones that basically you could you could build your website or e-commerce if you know you're selling a service or a product that's being purchased online, and it'll have a backend you know accounting software where you can basically run your invoices, you know, send out your uh, bills and whatnot and uh it'll manage everything on the back end and run your reports for your taxes at the end of the year um but that you're paying anywhere from 20 to 100 dollars a month for and if you're doing that you're not also integrating your expenses whereas something like wave or quickbooks links with your bank account and you get to you get to uh categorize all your expenses every month so then at the end of the year, all the money that you spent is already figured in and categorized so that it just all prints out and you're like, okay, this is my marketing spend. This is my uh, product cost, you know, all the in inventory spend, like it, it just prints it all off yeah. and it's ready for tax season. This is what I, you know, this is what I paid employees. This is all this. So, yeah. Um, I use WooCommerce for all of my online um, stores. Okay. And that, that plugs into WordPress. Yeah, WooCommerce is is free. You then you can pay for skins and pay for uh, you know additional stuff and themes and stuff for, through WooCommerce. But the actual just WooCommerce, I think, is free or it's hundred bucks a year or something. Yeah. It's, it's cheap, um, and it's great. It's it's flawless. It works amazing. Um, your credit card processing you can just do right through PayPal, and it yeah. can be right on your you know right on your website. If you, if we're gonna sell the pens, realistically, we probably you know we probably start out selling pens. Um, your credit card processing you can do through through anybody. You could do like you said Square, or you can do it through um, Shopify. You can do everything through Shopify, and they'll take the credit cards and all that shit. And then you can just it'll probably link to your you know to your accounting software. Yeah, and for you guys that know how to program the, there is open source uh, um, products out there. So you could do Open Cart. You can do. Uh, Shopify and Magento have an open source uh, option that basically you can set it up and just tie it into your PayPal account, but it will cost you, obviously it's open source, so you could build a whole e-commerce uh, build out for free. Yeah. You're just going to have to pay for the processing for the credit cards is pretty yep, much it. That's it. Yeah. Um, contracts, that would be something that you would want if you're like, if you're doing services, right? If you're if you're cutting trees, I don't, maybe you don't need a contract for cutting trees, but well, you got yeah liabilities, liabilities and, and insurances. Make sure you've got insurances for whatever you need. Yep. Um, if you're selling products online, you're going to want some sort of shipping software. Um, yeah. I think Shopify probably has shipping software integrated with it. Um, yeah. I use a product called ShipStation. Yeah, ShipStation is good. ShipStation is, is really good. ShipStation is awesome. The cool thing with ShipStation is it comes with a free Stamps.com subscription 
with your ShipStation subscription and you can call. They don't have it as an option, but if you call ShipStation, you can get a light plan, which is like $9 a month and you can ship up to 50 items a month or a hundred items a month or something on that light plan. Otherwise, if you're going to ship more than that, you need one of their bigger plans, but their light yeah. plans, nine bucks a month. And you literally, it's one of the coolest things. Like you'll get orders that all come in in a day and you'll go, you'll log into your ship station. You batch everything out. You buy the postage right there. You put all the mailing slips in your printer. You hit print all the mailing slips and packaging lists come out. You pack them up, send them out. Drop them off at the post office at midnight if you want to, because the post office is open that late. You know, it's not open, but it's open for package drop off. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of info there. The biggest thing is, is, is we wanted to plant a seed with this podcast to, to just say that you can do it. It's, it's, it's not easy, but it's easy. It's not rocket science. It's not brain surgery. Yeah. If you have any questions, if you guys want help with anything, reach out. You know, our, our, our contact info is on the bottom of every podcast. Just ask, like, we're not, we're not going to hold your hand through it, but we can point you in the right direction. We can give you some suggestions, you know, maybe help out or point you to people that can help. Yeah. And as much as you're willing to put into it is as much as the business is going to grow, but just remember it's not, you know, an eight to three and then punch in, punch out. I mean. Sometimes if you want to scale it up, you're going to have to put a lot of hours in initially to get it up and rolling. And the word scale is something that's come into my vocabulary in the last five to seven years that it never was in my vocabulary because I would, I would have these little small business ideas um, and I, and I would put my time in and I would build them and they'd be successful, but they're not scalable. They were never scalable. Um, If you have an idea that you can then, implement systems and implement processes and farm out your shipping, right? So if we made these pens, we're not going to sit here and package up a hundred thousand pens next year in our basement. We can package a few thousand to get it going, but then we would want to implement that through a packager. That's just going to, our orders are going to automatically go to them and they have people that that's all they do all day is package for thousands of different companies and it's going to get shipped out. That's how you scale. You have to do the same thing way more efficiently. Yeah. Yep. So you really have to have a good idea how big you want the business to be. You know, it's limited vision. I mean, it's uh, what's that movie? Uh, is it called Founders? McDonald's story. Oh, that one of the best one of the best business movies I've ever seen. Love that movie. So it's it's a law of the lid, which is written by uh, um, uh, John Maxwell, where he talks about the law of the lid. Some people are able to they have a higher lid. So just like Ray Kroc, when he had a vision of what he saw McDonald's to be scalable as, I mean, his lid was just much higher than the McDonald's brothers. So it's how big do you want to make it? Awesome. I think that's a wrap. We talked some ridiculous shit in the beginning, but then we gave you guys some seeds here at the end. (laughs) I'm excited for this weekend's coming podcast, which will release the week after this one. Got an awesome guest. So hope you guys check it out. 